Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. And I'm Jay. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, The King's Man, the third installment in the British Kingsman film series, which is based on the comic book, The Secret Service by Mark Miller and Dave Gibbons. It focuses on several events during World War I and the birth of the Kingsman organisation. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. Yeah, and this was... I remember they... It feels like so long ago they announced this. And, uh, you know, as COVID has done with so many things, that when by the time it hit the cinemas, I completely miss this. Um, I mean, I do work away. I've so got to be honest, I purposely did not see this in cinemas because I had a feeling, and it was proven to be correct, it would get a quick release on Disney+. Plus. It happened yeah. first with Free Guy, and it's been happening since. If it is a 20th Century Studios movie, within three months, it is on the streaming service. It's not yeah. almost no time at all. But you're right, though, this film originally was due to be released November 2019. Yeah. Because uh, I can remember the trailers at the time um, and just it disappeared as so many things did. So it just seemed to, as you said, well, uh, we'll get it out just to, because we've been sitting on it long enough and then, oh, now it's on Disney+. Plus. Um which is a shame because especially with the caliber of actors, I mean, Jamon Honsu's in this film as well, uh, along with everyone else. You're like, how did this slip by so many people so rapidly? But it's that, it's you know, people haven't been going to the cinema as much if you're not Batman or No Way Home or I mean, uh, that's anything it. like and, that. And we decided that we weren't going to review this on that film shoot. And I thought it would be a good film to pick up on Sounds Like Comics when it is available streaming. I was waiting, but still, I was pleasantly surprised at the quick turnaround. I mean, they're talking about a 45-day window, whether that's physical media or streaming. But there's movies, as you say, The Batman, No Time to Die, watch them on the big screen, and they're going to be there for a while, and you are going to get that period where you're going to have to wait to watch it at home. But 20th yeah. Century Studios, it's such a quick turnaround. Nightmare Alley, the new Del Toro film, that's just been added yeah. to Disney Plus. And it's yeah. happening more and more. But ordinarily, this is a film I would have seen on the big screen, just like I did the first two Kingsman films. Now, before we talk about this film, what do you think to those movies? I love them. I, I love them both. Um, I think the premise is really smart i really enjoy the tone it's very uh light and quick um quick-witted the action sequences are always really well shot very stylized uh i mean the directed by matthew vaughn as this is as well um and he has a really great style like x-men first class is probably the best 20th century fox x-men movie that they've shot um, with keeping Deadpool and Logan out of that because those happen to be exceptional um, for different reasons. But First Class was, I think, 
using the actual X-Men, X-Men was as, as good as they got. And then it kind of, it's gone off the rails ever since. I agree. Um, I mean, his X-Men film is a high standard. And it, it is worth noting, just like you say, that this film is once again directed by Matthew Vaughan. And even though this film does take place during World War One, it very much feels a part of those first two films because visually the setting completely different, but the, the style is there. What we've got in those first two movies, the way that he shoots the action, it very much, especially, yeah, it feels like it is a part of those films, which I guess is the point. But normally when you hear about them doing a prequel to a film, they don't go as far back as they have done with this, but I mean, we're still apparently going to get a third Kingsman film, or that is going to be the third film in the Eggsy storyline. Yeah. So apparently Taron Egerton's going to come back one more time. And even though, again, as far back in time as we are with this, whenever I'm watching it, there's characters, there's things that they're talking about. I'm paying close attention because are they setting something up here? Obviously, other than the Kingsman organization is something else being set up that we need to be made aware of. Yeah. For like whatever happens for that third movie is like something going to like, uh, like a specter from the past pop back up. Um, and the, the movie, this movie is, takes place over a lot longer period than any of the other prior to, because it does kind of follow historically the accurate, like baits of how World War One played out from the uh, end of the Boer War, which is where the opening is, and where Ralph Fiennes' character, Orlando Oxford, comes sort of forms his uh, his belief of a uh, ob- a conscientious objector. He's someone who's been a soldier for the the uh, English military and had to do like going to other nations and killing people for the sake of the king to uh, enrich and protect the empire of which he's become disillusioned, uh, especially when his wife gets killed because she's visiting him on what is supposed to be a one war uh, with their son witnessing the whole thing. Um which and it establishes really well to when it moves forward, and you know, it's it's the stuff even before uh, the death of Franz Ferdinand, which is the actual event that kicks off World War One, um, which I did really enjoy. Uh, and thankfully, I know enough about my history for me to be like, oh yeah, I, I can see where all this is fitting. But it does take place. I mean, you're talking about you know probably 15, 15 20 years of history all covered of course this movie which when you're setting up an organization that's become an in a franchise it is going to take that kind of time you can't just like oh they did all this within a few weeks or a month like really to build an entire secret organization that's all it took uh i don't think so like um and it it, it all works really well um how about yourself yeah, oh, I mean, the first one especially, I love that first Kingsman movie. 
And I did enjoy, I did enjoy the sequel. It wasn't reviewed as well as that first movie, but I think because of how much I enjoyed that first film added to my enjoyment of the sequel, even though recognizing that the film's not as good as that first one. Yeah. We're getting introduced to a wider world. Like we've got Kingsman in the UK, we've got Statesman in the US, which are actually referenced in this film. The president yeah. is drinking Statesman whiskey, which I thought was a nice touch. Again, watching out for those references. But that first one in particular, which is fantastic. Yeah. I absolutely love that film and just having Colin Firth as Harry. I'd not seen him play a part like that before. And yeah. he was fantastic. So those first two films gave us Colin Firth and this movie is given us Ralph Fiennes. And I thought he was, it was great. And I've enjoyed him recently in the Daniel Craig Bond movies. And it was yeah. good. It was good seeing him here, but just with the comparisons of those other films and just saying that, you know, so this one was made available on Disney plus at the box office. I mean, this, this film had a budget of a hundred million yeah. box office, 125. Mm. So it wasn't Thanks. this massive hit, but it was also a film that they had to sit on for a couple of years before they could actually release it. And it was never like for me, like even though I was interested in seeing the movie, it was never going to do those numbers like a sequel to those first movies would do. You've got an established character in Eggsy. Yeah. Like having Taron Edison come back, more of those films, this was always going to be different to that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because you are having to be reintroduced, not, not just to the world, because there's a world before the Kingsman's uh, organization set up, but also who is Orlando Oxford? What? is his uh, personality and his beliefs and why should I be interested and why, how does, how would he get involved into something like the secret service, uh, the Kingsman referencing the comic book. <laughs> um, and they introduce in that opening, his son is a big fan of tales of King Arthur on the round table, which is where the organization takes it's inspiration in terms of uh, code names and that kind of thing. Yeah, which is um, perfect. It, it was, yes. So you've, you've got Orlando Oxford, also known or later known as Arthur, leader yeah. of the organization. But I like the fact that it started with his son, Conrad. Yeah, uh, played by Harris Dickinson, who does a really great job. Um, and they really do an amazing job building him up which they they it do feels they're building up exy yeah but you know what I, I feel like i got completely blindsided because you know we talked about orlando already but then his son conrad they're building him up as the guy he is yeah. the guy and then when he switches places and it took me a while to realize that he switches places with aaron johnson yeah. Who is not a stranger to Mark Miller adaptions. He was kick ass in those films. Yeah. When when Conrad dies, you're like, holy shit, this is a character that's been built up. Like 
yeah, he's going to be the guy. He's going to be the hero. And I was generally shocked when he died. But then oh. when when doing prep for this, though, I felt like such an idiot because it is his death is foreshadowed in the first Kingsman film. Harry explains to Eggsy that the agency was founded by noble houses who lost their hairs in the Great War. Uh, so it's yes, kind of, it. it's there in that first film, like he's going to lose his heir and then he's going to go on and start the Kingsman. Yeah. But yeah, like I, uh, I was watching this with a couple of friends and the three of us were distracted catching up and like, stuffing ourselves with food and drinking like having a good time and laughing and almost only not paying as much attention as i normally would uh and then like you know there's a great action sequence beforehand or in in world war one he's gone over out of the trench at night it's all smoky and dark and they're trying to like rescue someone who's been stranded you see the german soldiers with the gas masks really stylistically done beautifully shot great uh choreo- choreography and he's he comes back a hero and we're like oh you kind of just again like continue with the conversation and then the tension starts and we all stop like start paying attention like where's this coming from like he's got to explain himself and then bang and it's not like a a wound it's like not a shot right between the eyes i mean yeah he's dead like yeah, immediately all of us all <laughs> of us like suddenly our mouths were open like you've just killed off your main cat what happened what movie are we watching this doesn't happen what's, yeah, you're ha- right. what's going on you just nailed it they've just killed their main character because again ralph fines were familiar with the actor yeah but and i, I can't is the main character he doesn't want to fight anymore like this, this has all been established already, and then this happens, and we're like, "What's happening? What am I watching?" Although I have to do bring this up, um, uh, Reese Evans plays uh, Rasputin, who's you know, part of this cabal uh, of the main bad guy. Uh, in that opening sequence, Ralph Fiennes takes a bullet to the leg, and he's been walking with a cane ever since. He's a bit lame, um, and. Knowing he has information, uh, Orlando tries to get his son, Conrad. We need you in a room together, uh, just you and him. He has a kind of a thing for boys. Uh, get him to eat the Bakewell tart. It's He'll drug him uh, so we can get some information out of him. But he's not interested in Conrad because he's not comfortable or familiar with like how to honeypot a person yes he's not his type <laughs> yeah and it becomes this really you know again me and my friends are just watching this like what's happening with him like licking his wound we're like what yeah. what am i watching i'm what is it this does, movie i'm super uncomfortable <laughs> it does get weird with rasputin i mean he's a, he's a physician he's said to have these mystical abilities and you you said before there's a lot of like historical facts that have been woven throughout this film and some things have been tweaked slightly to fit the storyline but having a character as Rasputin and seeing him in the trailers and then the movie he's such a presence 
I completely missed the fact that he was receiving altogether. Yeah. Uh, and got, also, yeah. they're trying to drug him, and Rasputin's famous for them failing to drug and shoot him multiple times. Well, that's it. Yeah. Poison, stabbed, shot, drowned. None of it, none of those things could stop him. And then in this Basically, film, yeah. no, just Conrad, yeah, Rasputin. So he's like, oh, okay. So it's the stakes. There's real implications here that things are happening and characters are getting taken out but i was a bit sad to see rasputin go to be honest because he was such an interesting character but on the kingsman side you know we've got Gemma arterton as polly watkins galahad and i thought she was great like she you know she's undercover with other maids servants you know they're getting the back chat in the back rooms as well, they that's would. It. So it's kind of like it's they're at a, a, a status where noblemen don't really see them as the same standard as them. So therefore, they'll just speak freely and they're, you know, all these secrets are getting passed down. So they've got that network going on, which, you know, ultimately feeds into what part of the Kingsman becomes, which I thought that was that was really good. Yeah. Um, and also you know she's great at the action sequences and that stuff and obvious from the get-go that there was a romantic interest between her and orlando like like first scene i mean like she speaks way too openly and honestly to this person like yeah like not just her boss but a lord someone with genuine power like that's uh that's gonna like as as the, as the movie's going on and on and on, and it's not going anywhere. I'm like, is that just the actors? Like, how am I missing something? What's going on? It finally happens at the end. I'm like, ah, oh, there it is. I wasn't mistaken. I knew I was reading into that properly. Um, Jimon Honsu playing Shola, who's like the loyal manservant. I think is the correct role or the the title of that role because he's not a butler. Uh, well, well, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's kind of a butler, he's, but he's because a, doing... a butler stays on and and takes care of a house. Oh, that's he's, true. Wherever he goes, which is what a, more of a man, oh, right. like okay. a personal assistant, um, and bodyguard, you know, we're, uh, expert with a knife, trains Conrad in hand to hand combat and that kind of stuff. He's the um, original Merlin. Yeah, which again fits, um. Really, John Honsu doesn't know how to turn in a bad performance. He's so good. Um, oh, I I agree completely. I, I also love. You know, this is early enough that planes were a, a luxury item of the super rich, like uh, which is something Conrad has done. And come of the sequence near the end, he's like, oh, "I just need you to parachute out of that plane," and he's like, "I'm scared of heights. I'm I'm not getting that thing." <laughs> You do it. Like, and Polly's like, yeah, yeah, you're the only one who knows how to fly in the first place. Why are you both going to go up there? Like, <laughs> like, hey, you should do it. Like, great. Really well done. Uh, we have, I, I want to bring him up early. We have Tom Hollander, very uh, famous English actor, playing all three King George, Kaiser Wilhelm, and uh, Sar Nick. Um, who's their 
you know, King George, obviously, King of England, but the German uh, Kaiser and the Tsar are supposed to be relatives of the British royal family. And I didn't even pick it up until I was writing down my notes. So I'm like, that he played all three. Yeah. I mean, I, I did I did see that he played all three. It's very, a bit comedic, a bit Monty Python, I thought. Yeah. I mean, it works well enough. And these films aren't James Bond. Like, they yeah. do have their tongue in their cheek more than what we get from the Bond films or the, the later Daniel Craig ones, should I say. But they are a little bit silly, so I felt like they, they could get away with a lot, and they do. Because, again, although this is a World War One for the most part, set film, tonally, it fits with those first two Kingsman films, which were, at times, silly. Yeah. So it, it um, does... So in a, like, you couldn't do it in, say, a Bourne film. No, you'd have <laughs> you just have one actor play siblings. Yeah, but it yeah, it works here. And again, historical accuracies like after the war, um, having to change the name, you know, becoming a winter in the UK. It's all there. It's happened. So there's a lot of history that they can touch on. And again, I said before, weave throughout this movie, but entertaining. I'd say more entertaining. Not the best part. And he's great at what he does. But that part, more than anything else in the film, was just a bit silly. Yeah, especially the one with the uh, gimpy hand. <laughs> yeah, which again... Scary movie, yeah, scary movie-esque uh, feelings. From what I've read, historically accurate, so there you go. Yeah, and they, you know, they, it would be something that someone of that uh, power would be teased on by other men of power. By siblings, for sure, yeah. Not by people who serve him. <laughs> Absolutely no, not. No, no. Um, Daniel Brühl, uh, you know, you've got a phenomenal actor playing Eric Jan Anusen, who's the uh, the advisor to Kaiser Wilhelm. All the villains have direct connections to uh, uh, political powers and military powers, which is how they're, they're this little cabal is pushing forward their agenda. Um, most I know him as Baron Zemo. <laughs> I think we all Marvel do. Movies. <laughs> uh, he's a phenomenal actor. Also played um, uh, in the movie uh, Rush. He played famous Formula One driver Nicky Lauder opposite Chris Hemsworth. And he doesn't get a lot to do. He's like more of a, one of the background characters, just kind of slips in back there. Yeah, um, I did it, notice it, that. And it, it it felt like it did seem odd that he wasn't in it that much. I expected to see more of him. Did you watch the post credit scene? No. I didn't know until I was doing prep for this and I went back and watched it. In the post credit scene, we see David Cross... It's Adolf Hitler. Oh, wait, I did see that post credit scene. He's the there one you go. Who, uh, who executed the uh, the guy who was being um, interviewed after he assassinated Franz Ferdinand. Uh, that was... Yeah, so in, in the post credit scene, and when we see Hitler, I always just thought Hitler had the little Charlie Chaplin moustache, but 
this period of time, he still had the handlebar mustache, which is what Hitler has in this film. Yeah. And the post-credit scene is him, somebody else there, and Daniel Brawl's character. And it's kind yeah. of setting up that if they were to do another Kingsman film before Eggsy, Hitler would be the villain of that film. And if that was the case, we would get some more Daniel Brawl. It just felt like they were setting him up for something. Yeah, that, that hasn't eventuated yet. With a box um, office, maybe it won't. Or do you know what? If they do another exit film, who's to say they don't have flashbacks in that film to other times where these yeah, characters like are around? They're looking through files or like footage or listen to audio or something that comes with a flashback. So it could still um, happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um the main villain, DuPont, played by Todd Boyce, who one of the things they did for this movie, which actually bugged me the whole time, is you're hearing this Scottish villain that you only ever see from the back and in shadow communicate with his subordinates who are part of the cabal. And it's not until the very, very end that you finally see who it is and it's someone who was working, uh, an English gentleman who was working with the military and all that the whole time, that you know his family was stepped on by Lord, so he's trying to dismantle the English Empire. Like, great, understand it, absolutely. But because I didn't know who he was, I, by the time they're fighting, I have no emotional investment. The actor did a great job, but in terms of storytelling... Oh, like by the time you get that reveal, I'm like, oh, it's you. Okay. That was it. Yeah. No investment well, on my side. Yeah. I mean, the big reveal that like, you've got Matthew Good, and then he's finally revealed to be the shepherd. Yeah. Honestly, I spent the movie, my wife and I, I was for sure thinking James McAvoy. Yeah. I was thinking. The voice, it's going to be James McAvoy. But then on one hand, I'm thinking, yeah, maybe it is. And I was thinking of the Mark Miller connection with the movie Wanted. Yeah, yeah. They've worked together before. We've already seen... Matthew Vaughan played Xavier. Yeah, uh, James McAvoy. Oh, yeah, James McAvoy played Xavier for Matthew Vaughan. But I was also thinking, this is a film that's already given us Aaron Taylor-Johnson. You've yeah. got a kick-ass connection. So I'm like, is there a Miller World thing going on here? So on one hand, I'm thinking, yep, I think it's James McAvoy. But on the other hand, we've not seen him in the film. So if it ends up being him, it's a bit of a cheat because we've seen a character for the first time, at least with Matthew Good, we'd seen him as Max Morton. So we'd seen yeah. him already throughout the movie. But yeah, I thought it was a bit... Blackluster, the reveal of the villain. Yeah. To be honest. He did a good job, yeah. don't get me wrong. Yeah, it, yeah, it absolutely. Was just, it's just the delivery of the information just came too late. It's just uh, building yeah, it, to something, building and building, and it's the origin of the Kingsman, and, oh, okay, it's him. But again, it's still, like, it doesn't end. Like, the story continues. Yeah, I, I, yeah. You need we a strong a, villain. 
You and do, that, you do. He's the, he's the linchpin, and he's the one who's been moving everything on, on around. But just mate, just not knowing who it was, like not being able to put a face to it. And then we see it, and also with his Scottish accent, he sounded a bit like an older actor. I expected to see an older actor, and when he's just you know Matthew Good is quite a young, like less he's not grizzled like the way the he's voice came grizzled. with the anger. But he's kind of looked the same for a long time. So he's probably yeah. older than you think, but he's definitely not. Yeah. But he's probably, yeah. I mean, back when he did the Watchmen film. Yeah. Ozymandias. I mean, that would have been, I mean, how many years ago is that now? Is that 15? Yes, yeah, like a long time. Man, he, he looks really the same. Doesn't age. No, he yeah. looks the same. <laughs> he absolutely it's, it's... He looks the same. Yeah, uh, there's Meta Hari played by Valerie Packner, uh, who's she's the one the Americans are staying out of the war because she's got she's a video of her or a film reel because it's long before video yep. <laughs> of her <laughs> seducing the American president. Uh, she does a great job. That's how they put together the pieces of. She's wearing a particular kind of cashmere, which is the second time he's come into contact with that cashmere with someone who wears one of those rings because the uh, assassin who took out Franz Ferdinand, Gavrilo Princip, played by Joel Basman, uh, also had one. And being a gentleman and someone who is part of the whole Kingsman, it's the suit store, is like, mm, that's a very fine cashmere. That's very specific. How could they both have the same thing? Uh, it's too random. Um, yeah, she does a really great job. Does like a lot of these people, like like Rasputin. Uh, he probably has the most to do out of the the cabal, but she puts in a solid performance, uh, as everyone on the on the in the movie does. Uh, but yeah, kind of rounds out the main cast. You know, it gets to the point where they do the final assault in Scotland on the Kashmir ranch. You have your standoff, and it's following the successful stop of that is them setting up the actual formalization of the Kingsman with the round table and handing out the code names of to person to person to person, including Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's there as he's Lancelot. Uh, yeah so i appreciate it but it it is all build up for what i'm guessing they're hoping a second movie will be i mean yeah matthew vaughan certainly is is hoping that there's going to be more he stated that if a sequel were to be developed he would like to see the story about the first decade of the kingsman agency with all the characters that the audience sees at the end so you're right, that's absolutely what he's hoping for. With, you know, talking box office, the time of the year this movie got released, like beginning of the year, and then soon released on streaming, I think it's more likely what we said before, that we'd get things in flashback. Yeah. I don't know if, I mean, Vaughn has talked about doing a series of Statesman films, more Kingsman films, yeah. Kingsman TV. I mean, he's definitely got something with this. Like, it's a really interesting franchise. I do really like it. You know, I've read the yeah. comics and beforehand. 
I like the films. I mean, we've not quite got to the rating yet, but yeah. even though the second Kingsman film isn't as good as the first, I'd say this is third place for me. Yeah, I like the yeah, world building. I, I it's not quite those first two films. I'd like to see more. There's nothing here yeah. that's putting me off seeing more. I definitely do want to see more. I'm just a bit concerned that not enough people turned up for this. But again, without being able to put Taron Egerton on a poster for a third film, it was something very, very different here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Disney Plus had put pumping out enough TV. There is a lot here that you could flesh out into a TV show uh, with these, with this cast that they've now assembled. Um, it's just, like you said, depending do are Disney willing to spend the money on this that they're yet to see the kind of return they normally have? Yeah, I mean, it's not a big return, is it? I mean, it's definitely a good product, a good IP that they have. It's, I don't know. I, because it's not theirs. I mean, it, it is because they purchased Fox, but it's kind of, it's, you know, it's... Yeah, it's a Fox left. It's leftovers, Disney. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we recently watched the Ice Age Adventures of Buckwild. The reason yeah. why I'm bringing that up is because all the other Ice Age movies and specials were 20th Century Fox, whereas this new Buckwild film, it's the first one that Disney has made. So they have done it. So maybe, but they've still got 20th Century Studios or 20th Century Television. I'm hoping we get to see more of it, but that book Wild is probably a bad example because it didn't look quite as good as those Ice Age movies. And Sam yeah. Egg was the only actor that came back. No Ray Romano, no Dennis Leary, no Queen Latifah. We just had people doing imitations. Mm, not a strong sign. But Kingsman, you know, maybe they'll go have a different approach. Yeah, just, I mean, it is the sort yeah. of thing you can flesh out into a television series really well because you have multiple agents across multiple locations doing specific things. The sort of thing that you you might not have necessarily the time for in a movie where you need to develop it over multiple hours. Um, but yeah, it all it's all. I mean, up I do I do like watching them as films, to be honest, and ju and just to have the caliber of cast that they're going for. Yeah, I mean, I've not I've not seen it, but there's a Bourne TV series, Treadstone. Yeah, I'm not sure if you've seen through... that, but that's that's on Prime. Yeah, it's a thing that exists. Which is supposed to be great. It's connected to the Bourne movies, but no Matt Damon. You know, it's none of that. So I don't know. I think part of what I like about these films is the casting. And yeah, maybe absolutely. They but who knows? You know, Disney have got deep pockets. We'll just have to wait and see on a possible sequel or TV spin-off. Yeah. But this film, if you're going to rate this film, we just sat here speculating, if you're going to rate this film at a five. I'll give this a three. I think everything was done really well, but in terms of a recommends, it's, like you said, I don't have the emotional investment that I've built up from the, the previous two with Eggsy. Um, and 
I don't expect anyone else who's watched those to come into this with the same emotional connection. So it's done really well, uh, but not, and I'm definitely interested in seeing more of it get fleshed out. Now they've done what they set out to do for this one and to build up from a really good kicking off point because it is an origin movie. And unfortunately it suffers from the, all of the issues that you get with an origin film. Um, so, but yeah, I can't, I mean, acting's great. Directing's great. That's well, the music's paced well. Yeah, they've, they've spent the money on it. A hundred million dollars. You know, so everyone's pulling it in great cast, you know, uh, costume design, everything. It's just emotionally not, I said, not just not invested like I am with the other two. How about yourself? Same. Everything you just said, three out of five. And it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because there's not too many negatives. Like we're, you know, we're both saying pretty much the same thing. We're praising it, you know, the performances, the world building, but it, there isn't that connection that that was established with that first Kingsman movie. And that yeah. wasn't and- there because we're going back. But yeah, I just feel like it definitely lost some of the momentum, although interesting. And, you know, th- there's some really good characters in there. Again, Rasputin, such an interesting character and the portrayal that yeah. we get here. But unfortunately, yeah. want, he didn't yeah. stick around and... And then the I'm big thing villain... is the execution of Conrad may have just taken like because that's where so much of my uh investment was going. They stripped that off the table. I'm wondering if just it just left me shell shocked for the I rest mean, of like the shock works. Thought, yeah, like, you know, we we both experienced that. So so if that was the intent, they definitely succeeded. Like, you know, you're looking in one direction when you should be looking in another. There's a lot, the, the misdirect works because you're thinking, okay, so Conrad, is he a character that they may be going to introduce as an old man in yeah. you know, later Eggsy films? But no. So it, it is a shock when he dies. And But again, like they, they did foreshadow his death in yeah, yeah. Kingsman 1. If you were paying attention... <laughs> Like they the founders, pretty blunt. <laughs> their heirs lost all their died. kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like when I was doing prep for this and I came across that, I'm like, oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> they absolutely teleplayed that. But I mean, this is a movie I'd recommend. I mean, three out of five, but it is good. It is, it is a good film, but yeah. it's not quite it might, up yeah. there with the first two. Yeah, it's definitely a stronger recommend for someone who hasn't already watched the first two. I'm like, oh, 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 watch it, watch it in this order. The Kingsman, Kingsman, Kingsman 2. I mean, that'd like be interesting. You'll... Yeah. Yeah. One of those yeah. rare cases where they think the second one's better, <laughs> which is yeah. Kingsman the Secret Service. Still the better yeah. one, but um, yeah. I'm very keen to see more from Tarrant Edgerton for him to come back as Exy. Yeah, same. Well, that's it for our episode all about the Kingsman. If you would like to contact us about this episode or suggest a topic for an upcoming episode, you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. You've been listening to Luke and Jay, the guys from Sounds Like Comics. See you soon.